0: everybody get a copy of the timeless reality, get two copies and send it to a friend. Everybody who's posting, alhamdulillah, share your posts. Everybody who's posting from the sites, from the store, from the Nur Muhammad, alhamdulillah. Uh, the folks together, we're getting a van for the Pakistan area, in, in the area where the the folks are out distributing food, so alhamdulillah every every effort and every thing it keeps growing with every input from people. We pray that Allah give himma and strength to those whom are supporting and are able to go out and to do these good and gracious deeds so that we can reach towards the love of Sayyidina Muhammad and the all-encompassing love of Allah and the protection through these days of difficulties and sickness and hardships.
1: <coughs> as salaamu alaykum
0: Sayyidi Walaykum as
1: could you please explain when awliya talk about animals like a monkey, riding people, is it meant for non-believers or believers?
0: monkey is riding on people, is it meant for… it's meant for everyone, like believer has not uh, trained his monkey. You should watch the golden compass, is there's a multimedia for everything so that people can understand. The people whom they're not reaching insan, they're not reaching their humanity. Doesn't mean that because they believe they achieved, they merely accepted Islam. means acceptance of Islam is one ocean, believing and having faith is completely something different. But the one whom accepts is merely taking his animal now into a training facility. The one who didn't accept is letting his animal to be free. Because animal begins to become wild and aggressive, so the animal of people, their nafs is turning into very dangerous creatures. A, a monkey is one example of a stubborn creature, so one whom is a stubborn is like a monkey that just jumping around and causing mischief, you can also be like a camel that you go long time and do nothing. You can be like a cow that just sitting and grazing, you become like a rat in which you just spread contamination. These are the people who type on the internet fitna, they are like a ratun, they go around spreading feces that are toxic and dirty for people. So means that the characteristics of people is their nafs reality and the the animal that their nafs have has become. If their nafs is becoming more and more outrageous it's actually growing into different creatures. When they start as a child that nafs can be very mellow but when you call the naughty tools means that the the child is not being trained and is becoming more and more wild, that's when the wildness of character begins to come and then it begins to evolve, their creature is evolving now into something different. If you let that to grow up untrained they become like wolves and bears and and very sort of dangerous creatures their nafs become. So tariqah is coming to teach that not only you entered into Islam, But through the zikr, the meditations, now last night we described there are all of these practices to fight the inner devil. The inner devil that making the nafs to become very dangerous because he's teaching the nafs inside, he's teaching the bad ego inside, be like this, be like that until it become like a full-on demon and goes out and, and hurts people. So that means that the tariqah comes to teach that you have to fight inside, you have to destroy that creature inside. All of these practices and all of these disciplines when people say, oh get another rule like this and like that, I don't want to do it. You don't have to do it, it's your own grave. But you don't want to do it in the grave and that's why they're teaching, they have all these rules and say, okay well this one's not following it, that one's not following it, why should I do it? They say, we don't care who follows it, don't follow it. But if you are concerned about your station and the reality of your grave then do it. If not, you think that this one did it, that one did it, this one's doing it. Can you say that in the grave when Allah wants to come to punish? And said, well no, no this guy was doing it that way, why are you punishing me? said, no because everybody's grave has their own punishment and what they don't achieve from this dunya and what they don't achieve and they bring the dirtiness into their grave then that can be a, a source of great difficulty. That's why the tariqahs are a blessing from Allah Why you don't put discipline on this world and that the grave becomes something beautiful for you? And that's what the tariqahs are teaching is not put the discipline. There was a reason, a hikmah and a wisdom why Prophet them taught and brought all of these realities. Till today the world wants to understand the realities of Islam known as Sufism. Sufism is the soul of Islam. That's why only the Sufi masters can teach these realities, all the ulama external ulama, they are extremely confused by these realities. They say, unless a thousand ulama attack you you're not a wali. Why would they say that? They read Qur'an, they have qiraat, they know even the science of qiraat, they know the science of hadith but they don't have a heart that's open. And they only know the external understanding and the tafsir's of the external realities because they're not opening their heart but they're memorizing through their head. But Allah, whom Allah wants to teach when they have a good consciousness and good character, itaqullawa alimakumullah. Can they say no that that, that, that ayah doesn't exist? Ayat kareem says have consciousness Allah will teach you. If nobody wanted to sit and teach you, Allah will teach you, no? Well, have good consciousness, meditate, contemplate. How Allah will teach you, oh, He'll send you to listen to these shaykhs, begin to teach you how to meditate, the angels will come, the mu'min beings will come and begin to teach within the heart and the soul of the servant. All of that is Allah teaching you, when Allah opens His kingdom to teach His servant, Allah is going to teach. So means these knowledges and this way and these realities are not known by all. And whom Allah wants to guide, Allah guides. In the last days these are the most powerful guidance on how to open the soul, how to open the energies of the soul and how to attack the inner demon that keeps attracting the external demon so that people can repel the difficulty and keep it from coming. Why are they putting all these things into people? Because they want to empower the inner demon and the inner demon they know will summons the outer devil and that's what we've described many times. There's a force that's trying to connect with you but when your inner core is strong it's like a magnet that hoo and is pushing it away. If they can flip the inner magnet to be of a negative charge what happens? It'll call that charge, it'll call the negative energy to come within and attach itself and the human will be trapped between the inner devil and the external devil and they'll grab the human that's in the middle. So has come in the last days because Allah didn't leave this creation alone. He didn't say, okay forget about it, let let whatever happened happen to it, but Allah gave the responsibility to the turuqs because they represent the ishq and muhabbat of Sayyidina Muhammad they are the guardians of the faith, they are the keepers of the soul of Islam. So then imagine then the power in that reality that they're teaching, that when you bring your inner magnet and take the satanic charge off of it. And you fight and struggle for the love of Prophet that becomes the qibla of your reality that for the sake of the love of Sayyidina Muhammad I won't let you down, I can't let you down. Then they fought fiercely against themselves, put themselves into extreme difficulties against themselves for that love and that ish until illaja wal fat until Allah found their struggle to be worthy and to be sincere and we said, that was in in the scene from Lord of the Rings. When they were inside the palace and they said, we're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting but it looks like this fight is finished, we're going to die. And immediately the shaykh said, no, what are you talking about? Get on your horses and ride. And you rode right through all the demons attacking them until from the other side Allah sent a support that broke all the lines of difficulty. And these are iconic images that have been throughout the history of Islam. When Allah describes how how many times the few have conquered the many. And this Ahal badr how the few whom were sincere and powerful Conquered many devils and jahad people, because Allah is with them, their numbers doesn't mean anything. So it means that this is a, a great ocean of faith that when we struggle against these badness and bad characters, Allah begin to see the struggle and begin to give the permission for support to come. How many angels come inside somebody to fight them against dev- devils and demons, so alhamdulillah. Allah is with us, inshaAllah. Love of Sayyidina Muhammad wasallam with all of us inshaAllah. All those who are muhibin and awshakeen of Sayyidina Muhammad Ameen. Uh, as salaamu
1: alaykum ya Sayyidi
0: Walaykum as salaam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Do the different times of the day affect the soul? Does it change us in any way? Are there different times where shaitan can enter us in the day?
0: Yeah, of course. Throughout the day is, is, is a time of difficulty and when to maghrib is a very difficult time because of the immensity of negativity that opens up with darkness, that you hear it through the birds, that when fajr is coming is a faraj, it's a salvation. Why? Because you survive the night, night is every sickness and every difficulty. Most spiritual attacks are all at night time because they're of difficulty. So faraj and salvation, why we pray a prayer of salvation? Is that, that's the prayer in which they're praying and and through the immense oceans of difficulty, Allah (laughs) Almighty grants us salvation through that prayer. Because the light of the earth is opening up, that light symbolizes a light and and a salvation that begin to dress them and take away their burdens and their difficulties that came at night and during the night and every mischief and every darkness is operating within the shadows and the night. How many people are being tortured at night, killed and raped and mangled and, and uh, horribly being abused at night time? Do you think the energy of just one person is not affecting the whole of all humanity? That all of us are connected into one being called Muhammadun Rasulullah Every single light is a web is an internet and Allah allowed the internet for us to understand our interconnectivity. You know if you take one of the main arteries of the internet that are in the oceans and the Atlantic Ocean and it's like, oh this is just one line, let me just cut it. All of the internet of that region will be cut. What Allah wants us to understand from that? So do you think that you harm one soul and all souls don't feel it? You think that you do anything of any bad and and the whole of the chain don't feel it? No, the most of them are are intoxicated and they don't feel anything even you hit them in the face they wouldn't hear it and feel it. But those whom they open their sensitivity and they open the reality of the soul, of course they feel everything. They feel all of this this badness, all of these horrific acts and horrific characteristics so definitely the soul is interconnected to everything and all of humanity is but one soul – nafs nafsul wahid. And if you kill one as if you've killed all of humanity because all of humanity will feel that action. So we're all interconnected. When insan started to launch atomic bombs on the earth, well they, they called all the jinn throughout this universe. Why? Because they're all interconnected. And so, what these crazy people got a hold of now, they're exploding these energies, it's affecting all the energies of this creation because they're all energy beings. So we're very connected creation and we described before everything of Allah's creation is like that. When insan and a human walks onto a mountain into a forest, the internet of all the nature knows who and what has just walked into their forest every tree and every flower is communicating. Every tree knows that if a mu'min entered or a kafir entered or a a zalim entered or what type of person has entered into that area, they know, they know the energy of that person, they know if this is somebody whom Allah loves then how that forest will greet that individual when it's a servant that Allah loves then many miraculous things happen when these people enter into mountains and forests. So, it means everything is interconnected and the best time for these uh, difficulties that are coming are usually between Asr and Maghrib and that's the time in which to sit and meditate and to connect. So that you can connect your heart towards these opening channels, when the night time is coming then meditating at that time to connect and to feel the energy of the connection. And that's why Prophet described not falling asleep at maghrib time. As maghrib is coming not to sleep because you can lose your mind. Why didn't Prophet describe that? Because there's a energies that people don't see that are coming and affecting them. If they should enter in within certain people they don't leave. And that was the importance of the ta'weez and all of the spiritual gifts that Prophet has given to his nation. These are flags of protection and flags of, of warfare against spiritually unseen beings. So there has always been a, a fight against the unseen and that has never stopped from Prophet So all of these are in, in the, the nation of Islam. The Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad is very well equipped with all of these realities, but people have to seek them out and that's why you should have the meditation book. That question is in the meditation book. So you have to have that as an encyclopedia, as a reference to read it, to understand it and even more so now we're teaching that if you don't want to improve yourself well then these devils are coming in. And the devil inside is, is the one calling the devil on the outside. And if people thought the COVID was over, we told you and taught you that, no this is a cycle, it's going to keep coming in waves and each wave much more severe until we reach to the stages of white death and red death. Where they either die by warfare because nations will be at war with all of these closings and no money and no trade or they die by white death which will be the sudden death because they are launching different attacks upon each other and these are biological attacks upon each nation. Now is a good time to meditate, get your meditation book because they may not ship it, you know, in a certain time warfare breaks out there won't be any shipping, Amazon's not going to be around. Most of these people have sold their shares.
1: As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi. Walaykum As
0: Salaam wa Are
1: Majuj uh, ma from
0: Jinn? Juj and Majuj? <laughs> they're a creation of Allah. They're, they're, I don't think that they're from the Jinn nations, they are a creation from Allah's creation. But their characteristics. Are already on earth with the people from China, they eat and drink everything, they are descendants of that tribe. That from the children of Sayyidina Nuh there was a nation that went and became the Turk and Turkish of nature and then from them the Chinese and that race of people and the characteristic similar to the Chinese characteristic that you see now exhibiting on earth. Chinese people themselves were not saying anything about being bad, that's Allah's creation. But they exhibit the characteristics in which Prophet warned us, there are a group of people who eat and drink everything. And I don't think anybody ever saw that in our time until now, where we reach the time in which uh, alhamdulillah Facebook is showing everyone, these guys eat and drink literally everything. They snake, they eat it, they drink its blood, there's not a creature they don't eat or drink, there's not a drink that they don't drink and in warfare they give them a fork and say, go. They just eat and drink whatever they want, there's no supplies, there's no sort of rations and food for them. They literally give them a fork and knife and say, just eat what you can and go. So this this characteristic of juj and we see it now on earth. So anyone who wants to see is that really possible? Yeah, you say, watch what, what you're seeing. That's why people were so outraged when they said, oh this virus they came from these people who are eating bats and then everybody started to see bats, bats only one thing. They eat everything, they drink everything. They have no distinction and they have no the, no discrimination. They They eat people, they eat anything – dogs, cats, yeah watch out for your pets. <laughs> But huge Muslim population, that the oldest of the Muslim population are in the Chinese regions. So those are separate, those are full-on Ahl-Sunnah and tariqah Muslims.
1: Uh, as Ya Shaykh Nurjan Walaykum Wa as uh, From yesterday's talk, please can you elaborate on the meaning of fear? You say if you have fear you have no or less iman. Apologies for the
0: lack of knowledge. No, no apologies, alhamdulillah, questions are good. We know nothing ourselves either other than what they want us to understand. They want us to understand the the physiology and the inner workings. So when the inner devil, for imagine somebody, masjid people. They say, oh I have faith, so why you have faith? Well I, I did my Ramadan many years, I've been to hajj several times, therefore he deems himself to have faith faith and inner light that entered. And Prophet described that faith actually is you have to love me more than you love yourself. I just described how crying and loving Prophet to feel ashamed that I've let him down and that shaitan has overrun me. You have to love Sayyidina Muhammad more than you love yourself. You think you reach that? Then go now to the physiology of a devil inside of you. Working, Your characteristic exhibits that devil, so anyone who who analyzes, who knows himself will know his lord, they analyze, oh I'm very stubborn, you know I don't listen to anything, I don't change anything, I'm very greedy, I'm… I, oh, whatever ruinous trait people have, when you have that trait inside of you, do you think that that creature is allowing you to have faith? No, he's the one destroying it. So as soon as you want to believe, I'm gonna be okay, I'm gonna be okay, I just have to to drink my ginger, You have to take my turmeric, I take my vitamins, I do my salawats, I do my thing and then a whisper comes and, well follow the science. So what? Where'd that come from? The science. So who who says that? You know, the opposite of, of faith is what? These people are saying, the science. What's the science? What's the science going to do? I know the science. So, means that all of a sudden they have a shack and a doubt, maybe Allah's not going to help me, maybe this not going to help, maybe these things are not going to do. You can put the science on top with faith because Allah gave a cure and a remedy for everything, But the supreme is Allah has to make, even when I take medicine for whatever sickness Allah has given to me, my power comes from Allah He has to activate that medicine to work for me. So whatever I put into my mouth has to be by the power and izzah and might of Allah but there is an inner demon, if we don't conquer the inner demon well he's the one who's going to be creating a doubt in everything, in everything. I won't have this, I won't have money, I won't have this, I won't have that, I won't have uh, health, I won't have whatever it I'm not going to have.' Who's saying that to you? You think an angel is is in there agreeing with you? You're not going to have these things, you know that's not going to happen. No, no your children are all going to be in difficulty, you're going to be like… You think angels are talking like that to you? Angels are fully with Allah The soul talks like that? No. So, because that inner creature is running wild within the body of somebody, well that's the guy who's making all the problems, these doubts, these whispers and and whispers about everybody, whisper about this, make you to be anxious in the middle of the night, it's an inner demon running wild. And that's the problem, that if you don't kill that inner demon so that he doesn't run wild, he doesn't whisper, he doesn't do any of these things and you sleep like the dead at night that you just… you're out because you're rida with Allah and going towards the heavens. And throughout the day you meditate and contemplate and you make the connection and you do what you have to do. So the yaqeen of faith and certainty of faith is how much of your foot is on that devil's neck, that he's not running around, he's not talking, he's not whispering. And that's by the good character, good deeds, good akhlaq, means that the only way to gain that support is they did everything and they had the best of character. As a result the support of Prophet reached them and when Prophet reached them that becomes the foot of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq upon the whole in the heart. Remember we said in the Safar month entering the cave? Whose foot went onto the hole of that heart into the cave? Because that represents the heart and there's a hole in the heart in which shaitan can enter and through that hole he enters and the heart creates a mischief and a a confusion for people. How does that foot uh, come onto that hole? It's the foot of the great Siddiq – Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq and it only comes when you truly are, La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah With that ashtun and that love and that, I'm trying to keep a Siddiqiyah character, I'm trying to keep my good character, I'm trying to do everything possible, please send your support. Then inshaAllah his foot and his qadam comes upon that hole that that shaitan not entering into your heart. So that your heart is for Allah your heart is for the love of Sayyidina Muhammad and that is a great struggle. And that's why turuqs came and said, why are you busy with the… fighting every devil on the outside, complain about this, complain about that, this is that, this is that, when the greatest devil is inside. So, if, if you didn't kill your inner devil, why are you worried about all the outer devils? Make comments on them and, and this is that, this is that, what do they have to do with you? Kill the inner devil so that the inner devil gives the strength and is depleted and weakened. As a result the soul becomes like a the paradise The devils try to run in but Allah make the servant to be mahfuz. Guarded, right? So, when Allah grants their soul to be guarded, He places guardians within their reality that every time a snake comes, those guardians grab that snake and throw them out. And that's why so many people are dreaming of snakes. Snake is coming, snakes are here, snakes are biting me, so I cut a snake's head, another snake is coming. Yeah, because they're coming all over you inside of people. And until they have good characteristic they can truly put the sword of their fight within themselves and not on the outside, not finding problem with everything, not trying to you know fight everyone on the outside, never making a comment on on somebody else's spiritual path, they're only making comments on their own path and they fought their own demons and their own realities. So those are the importance and that's the reality of the struggle, inshaAllah.
1: As Alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa In one of the books it talks about how imagination is not the same as visualization, can you please elaborate?
0: Yeah, the imagination is not the same as visualization, yeah? Because the visualization is that you visualize the shaykh is in front of you. So you put the coordinates and I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna meditate, my shaykh is in front of me. I don't need to see him with my eyes, I go, I can't see your face, I can't see your face. I always came with humility that, who am I to even see your face? I'm nothing but I know that you're in front of me and that I just want to breathe and fill me with your light, Sayyidi, fill me with your light, fill me with your light, I would do my zikr, do my awrad. Later in stages when I was strong with that I said that, Sayyidi, dress me from your light, dress me from your light, anabdukul a'jeezu al-da'eefu all, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing that I don't want to exist That your light to fill me and then when that light fills me, take me into the oceans of power and then my zikr, my breathing was only trying to keep that dress upon myself and enter into the breathing oceans of power and the only visualization was an ocean of power like lightning, that I want you to enter into that light, to be dressed by that light and breathe from the energy of that light. Now shaitan won't let you alone. So as soon as you close your eyes while you meditate here comes the jubba, oh look, look, look here they're bringing something, oh here comes a cane, here, here, here comes some chocolates from heavens, Here, whatever it is that coming that's called the world of imagination. Because every imagination is coming good and bad because they may be playing with you too to see what is it that you want from us. You want the chocolates, you want this box, you want this jubba, what is it that you want from us? Or most likely it's shaitan saying, give him a chocolate, give him some swords, give him a jubba, make him feel very powerful, make him feel very… he's attained uh, immense uh, realities. So that has to be negated, so even in the ocean of annihilation there's an annihilation. So continuously saying, I'm not in need of these things and continuously keeping the focus. So as imagine you're driving to a destination and every five minutes you want to stop the bus and get off for sightseeing, you'll never arrive at the destination, the gate will be closed by the time you get there. Means your life will have ended and you entered into the oceans of hallucinations and that's why Naqshbandiya would grow a different way. All other tariqahs you would come, do two zikrs all of a sudden you were seeing everything because the shaykhs were weak and they would open everything for people and two minutes a guy's sitting there, he starts seeing things, he doesn't ever come back to zikr. Because he thought he reached like highest levels of hallucinations and they began to hallucinate more and more and more and had the worst of character. Naqshbandiyatul Aliyah is that Mawlana Shaykh Abdul Faizul Davistani would explain that way is that no more. They come, they sit into the zikr, they ask permission from Prophet that if anyone comes to our tariqah through our name, grant us the permission to grant them from our station but close all their parda, all their veils. So soon as they would sit into the tariqah, sit in the association for five minutes, Shaykh Abdul Faiz al would take them, all of them, all whom are watching, take their soul to his maqam and immediately they're in that maqam, dressed from that reality, you don't have to worry about achieving anything now, you're at that dress. All they want from this point is then you dig down, dig through your bad characteristics, that's why all your meditation is to make the connection and start going through all the bad characteristics. You take a hesab why I'm like this, why I do like this, why I have this character, why I have this desire, why I have all of these things, clean those, clean those, clean those with the connection to the shaykh and that's all they have to worry about. They don't have to worry about, I want to see this, I want to go here, I want to go there, take that all out. That's why people who email and say, I saw this, I saw that, I had this… I had this dream, I had that dream, they're not interested in these things. These are like a Disneyland and, and a hallucination land. If you give too much power to that it will overtake the servant and they become an immense difficulty where they can no longer distinguish between the hallucination and the reality. This is a not about that, this is about reaching to the ocean of power. And you know when you reach because it's no longer hallucination. When you hallucinate you can think, right now like I could have five guys sitting next to me think that they got jubbas from Prophet they got swords, they got lights, they got rings, all of that. But if one of you reach to the ocean of power, he's gonna feel the power. Every time he makes zikr, his hands are on fire, his entire being is like a lightning and it starts to heat and sweat. There's no hallucination, he's dressed with power and more power and more power until his being is emanating power. But what is a hallucination going to do that you got this, you got that, you got. And then so then you see you have this box that opens up for nothing. That's the dangers, that you're collecting these things thinking, oh I got this box of of what, what are you going to do with these boxes of this? What you should be reaching towards is an ocean of power that as soon as you meditate you're lit, you're like a sun that just ignited like fire coming out. If devils can see, they see like a lightning coming out of you, they can bring their soul out like a lightning into the room and move it around. So means that's what's important is to reach to what's real for us which is power. That power when it dresses the servant, its byproduct is knowledge because there's so much power dressing them that what comes from their mouth is just knowledge, is kalams and words that are, are flowing because of the qudra and the energy that dressing them. But a, a box of imaginary secrets is for what? What what would you do with it? When you go to fight shaitan is, oh, hold on, okay now, it's not going to do anything, it's the imagination. So the, the box of imaginary gifts is not going to be of any benefit to anyone. That's why Mawlana Shaywati just ask for ocean of power. Negate everything but reach to the ocean of power until you become lit and hit with that ocean of power and it becomes intensify, intensify, intensify until they begin to be burning. And that's why you would read the stories of awliya that as soon as they would enter into a zikr they would run, their clothes were burning, they would run into a river and the whole river would start to boil. Because of the energy that was coming from them of a heavenly nature, they actually had to put themselves into a cold water not to burn their flesh and it would heat up the water going down. There was one even from Dalal Khairat, he would recite Dalal Khairat, the put his foot into the water. Everybody was having like a jacuzzi down the stream of hot water just from the foot of that wali reciting Dalal Khairat in the water because they reached an ocean of power. The ocean and the qudra that dressing their soul is the only thing of need in this time. Not an ocean of imagination that nobody can do anything with it. Now imagine 50, 60, 70 people whom reach to an ocean of power, what type of force that is when this shaitan start to come. That's what's important is to reach to this qudra and to reach to this energy inshaAllah.
1: <laughs> As Salaamu Sayyidi. Does the breathing exercises push out the demons? For example when feeling the light come towards us and into our hearts?
0: Does the breathing exercise do what to demons? I lost that word. Push out the demons. Yes definitely. That's why only these energy practices that when you're breathing and connecting and madad and whatever negativity is inside me it's like an electrical charge so I have a, a negative Charge inside of me, forget about demon, just say negativity. As soon as I sit to meditate and contemplate, make the madad, it's like connecting into a heavenly power plug. As soon as I connect into the heavenly power plug and begin to breathe, the energy you're breathing in is pushing out. They're not sitting there waiting for you to, oh, oh, that's very nice, thank you, thank you and and to welcome it. That's why they tell the people, no, 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 don't do the meditation now. They have a very difficult time to ever sit and to actually make the connection because a negative force within them won't ever let them sit to make the plug in when somebody has control over their negativity, they're continuously plugging in. because they don't have a negative force saying no, as soon as they sit in peace they're back into their contemplation being charged by energies. As soon as you breathe and being charged by energy, what's happening? You're pushing every negativity out until you become again something lit, filled with energy and wherever you go you're pushing out that energy even from people. So, when you push out all your negativity, imagine then that light in the proximity of other people, that light also then goes into other people and pushes out all their negativity. And they don't have to be only in the proximity but anyone hearing and seeing them is calling for their energy and their light and that light comes again to ja al-haq that say when the truth has come falsehood has to go and falsehood by its nature, zahuqan is perishing. Means that which they have of negativity is not something solid, not something to be worried about, that Allah's superior power is nothing in comparison to that. So as soon as they watch the zikr, listen to the zikr, associate into the associations of the zikr or sobats and teachings. It's the hak from Allah from the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad through all the Sahabi and Ahlul Bayt to the shaykhs and coming out. So then that truth comes, of course every falsehood will be destroyed and perishes. Falsehood by its nature is perishing, means it's not something sustainable to sit and stay forever, has, has no, no way against the truth. But the falsehood tells you, don't watch tonight, don't, no, no, don't turn it on, don't go, no, no, go, go do this, go do that. We can't fight the truth, it just tells you not to sit with the truth or get you angry before the truth is about to do something. So that why? Right, to can shut your, your satellite down and let me keep you to myself nice and angry. So that you didn't get the dress of what was coming from Allah through the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad through a satellite broadcast. Every time these associations go out as if you got a a tweet from the heavenly kingdom that the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad is about to address the nation. And then these come out through all these shaykhs who are representing that. This is an address from the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad So imagine then its dress, its power and its majesty that hits upon the soul, and shaitan's don't want that. That's why the views are not like you know when a shaitan talks all of a sudden five hundred thousand views because the shaitan is doing to all his people, tune in and everybody tunes in. When the heavenly goes out shaitans tell everybody, tune out, tune out, cut it, cut it, cut the internet. So it's a big difference.
1: As salaamu alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum as salaam Does reciting the azan and putting a nail in the corner of a place affect protection against bad energies, bad jinn's and ghosts?
0: Does a… Uh, what? Azan? Calling
1: azan? And a nail in the corner of the…
0: no, <laughs> a nail? No idea about that. Again yeah, stick with what the prescriptions the shaykhs have given. So that's maybe something cultural and putting nails and things and I don't know about that. But azan is hadith, so anytime you call azan you're going to hear This is the shaitan's releasing energies, So every time you call azan you hear because that shaitans can't take that energy and they release something and run. But the taweezes and all the taweezes that the, the shaykhs have given, that's that's something different. You place this within the house, the azan it has its power and that's a power that every time you call the azan they go. But playing al khairat within the house again brings angelic and mu'min beings that are in continuous praise of Sayyidina Muhammad When you're playing that continuously the difference is the azan you're only calling it and praying and stopping. So, they left, when you finish salah they come back. So you have to put something continuous in the house that make it very difficult. So then that's why the dalal is playing, the ta'weezes are all around the windows, then when you're doing your zikr, it's playing in the house on a loudspeaker and all the things that we're doing we're making it to be very uncomfortable environment for negative energy so that it just leaves, inshaAllah.
1: As alaykum Sayyidi
0: Walaykum as salaam wa
1: How to identify the reality behind a friend and a person pretending to be your well-wisher? Please show guidance.
0: Pretending to be a well-wisher. Well the, the tariqah it teaches us, focus on the shaykh. Means the the, the friends there are few, and you have to know them from in person and people that you know through their personality, through their actions. Friends on internet, I would have nothing to do with. People on the internet are acquaintances that basically salamu alaikum They're also making comments. They like the talks. That's it. But you're not being with them, Prophet described, you won't know somebody until you've been with them for three days because you can see the demeanor, you can see the yelling, screaming, happy, what what is the character of the person. So friendship has to be something that you've acquainted with a person. Internet friendship I don't think exists and is very dangerous. People not knowing anyone, not knowing the character of people and then all of a sudden making comments and we have a whole talk on that before that there, there are some of our younger students that were sort of chatting with other people and, and it's just inappropriate and dangerous and, and, and trying to get guidance from other people you don't even know if that person was in a mental hospital or what condition they were in and guiding some other younger person – do this, do that, that's… you know it's a devil's playground. I wouldn't accept a, a friendship from that understanding, those are just people acquainted and their fellow sort of uh, followers of the tariqah and then that's, that's where we would leave it. But as far as friendship and people that you've understood and that you know, again you put them into a certain place in life. Everyone in this dunya you put into your liver and not into your heart. And love and understanding of love is not to go into the heart and that your love for your family, your, your parents, everything goes into your liver and not into your heart. Tariqah teaches the supreme love is only for Allah because Allah will never let you down. The supreme love from Allah that opens into your heart is the love of Sayyidina Muhammad because the love of Prophet وسلم will never let you down and that's it, everybody else is in the liver. The love of the shaykhs they are a reflection for the love of Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم. You love them, listen to them, learn from them, connect with them to connect to the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم. Everyone else we put that love within our liver, not in the heart. That's the danger of dunya is everybody puts the love of all these different people in their heart and they become heartbroken and they become distressed, they become, «Oh I don't know why this happened, why I trusted? You shouldn't have trusted, Sayyidina Isa was sold for a bag of coins. So that was always the teaching, that it comes to our life and teaches that everybody going to sell you at some point. Don't put it and don't expect it, whatever you do of good you did it for Allah you didn't do it for something from that person, not even from your parents, whatever good you did for them was for Allah and Prophet وسلم, not expecting anything in return. If you live like that then alhamdulillah you know what what you to be upset about when you didn't get what you wanted? Everything has to come from Allah inshaAllah, we're ready? InshaAllah let's do it, we can save some for tomorrow. <laughs> Subh'ana rabbika rabbil yazati amma yasifun wa salaamun <laughs> ala mursaleen wa rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa bi siri Surat al-Fatiha.